Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lunch Time, your bi-weekly podcast for bivocational and busy pastors. I'm Hans Wunsch, your host. So glad you're with us today. Today, I'm really excited because uh, we have a, a very special guest on with us today. And uh, of course, all my guests are special in a good way, and glad that uh, they are sharing their testimonies and what they do along with you, uh, the listener. But uh, I'm just really excited about today. It's a fellow that's on today that I've known for about seven years. And just the longer I know him, the more impressed I become with him and uh, how the Lord is using him in such an amazing way. But before we get started, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, I thank you for our pastors. I thank you for our church leaders who are constantly and consistently uh, use, using all that you have blessed them with in order to accomplish your will. Father, I thank you for your calling upon our lives. I thank you for the message that you have to, for us to bring to the nations and to our congregations. And I thank you, God, that uh, it's you, you use this faithfulness, that you use us, and not that we deserve to be used, and not that you couldn't do things without us, but you use us anyway, uh, in a way that uh, brings you honor and glory and, and has ripple effects through not only uh, different places within our church, but through generations and through different places throughout the world. Thank you so much for your tremendous love for us. And it's in your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen. Well, as I said, my name is Hans Wunsch. I'm your host. And if you would like to email me or contact me in any way, if you got some ideas, if you got some questions that uh, you would like to see us address here on the program, we'd be happy to hear from you. The easiest way to get up with me is uh, to send me an email. And that email address is Hans at Wunchtime.com. That's H A N is a nice S at Wunchtime.com. Com. So hope that you will um, send me a message when it's convenient to you. If you have a question, if there's a way that I can help you in your ministry, I'll be more than happy to do so. Like I said, I'm really excited about uh, today's episode. And what I'm so much excited about is the fact that uh, the, the fellow that is, is coming on today, um, he came to know Christ while he was serving in the military and he was away from home. He was out of the United States. And one of our, what was then, foreign mission board ministers, uh, missionaries, was the person that uh, shared Christ with him. But today, we would call them international mission board missionaries. So to me, that just gets me really excited because I love our IMB. I love our North American mission board. I love our state organizations as well. But uh, just super excited about the fact that here was a serviceman who was lost in his sins, trying to do things the world's way, and God radically changed his life for the good. And it still has echoes through today, all these decades later. So I'm excited for you to meet my friend uh, and looking forward to hearing what uh, what the Lord would have you to say in response to uh, this this time. Well, I have with me today uh, Jim Urie, and uh, Jim is a, a layperson at one of our associational churches, a great guy. He's uh, He's been a true blessing uh, to our association and to me personally, uh, into our churches as well, and uh, he has a unique testimony that I just, I want to share with you, because here's the thing, 
there's so often we are serving the, the Lord day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out, and we wonder, are we making any kind of impact? And in fact, the devil probably wants to tell us that we're not making an impact and we should just give up. But I want you to hear this testimony because um, it, I think it will encourage you to, to keep on keeping on, to not grow weary in doing good. So, Brother Jim, thank you for being with us today, and thank you for sharing your testimony. And uh, I'll start off with is, uh, where were you when uh, you first uh, put your faith in Christ? What were you doing? I was serving in the Marine Corps in Okinawa, Japan, and I was living aboard Kadena Air Force Base at the time. And uh, I had been uh, raised in the Pentecostal faith, and hearing from the pulpit nothing but hellfire and brimstone, rarely ever uh, did I hear a sermon about the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. And as I grew up... uh, None of that took. I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school and uh, was living the life of a Marine uh, and doing the things that Marines do, typically do. I had married a a Christian young girl, and uh, I tend to bring her down by my lifestyle. But anyway, I was living, uh, stationed in Okinawa, uh, unaccompanied, I'd left my family at home because the Brinkworth didn't allow uh, dependent travel back in that day and time. But I was doing the things that typically a Marine would do in my lifestyle. And uh, I recall one Saturday morning, uh, after having a, uh, a night of uh, debauchery, I uh, was listening to a Christian uh, radio station on my car radio, and a song came on. I can't remember the name of the song, but I remember what happened at that time. I had a inner conscience, if you will, speak to me and say, Jim, you're not living right. Mm. You need to change your lifestyle. So I made up my mind that I was going to make a change. Well, the next week, there's a, a, a missionary Baptist church in Coza City called Coza Baptist Church. And uh, to get to that church, you come out of uh, Kadena Air Force Base to uh, what they call Gate 2. And it's on Gate 2 Street. Well, Gate 2 Street leading to the inner part of the city is nothing but bars and brothels and this type of thing. Mm. And uh, it's places that uh, uh, typically uh, Marines or servicemen uh, uh, frequent. Well, on the opposite side of the town, up on a hill, as you go past the main street going through town, there's a residential area, and up on top of the hill, it sets a missionary Baptist church called Cosa Baptist Church. It was founded initially for the uh, military uh, personnel and their families. Of course, I didn't have my family there at the time. But they also had an Okinawa uh, mission church there uh, that... Uh, uh, service the Okinawan people. So anyway, I went to that church during uh, the week, and I found Pastor Elton Gray, who was the missionary uh, pastor there, and uh, his minister of music was uh, Fletcher Palmer. And I found those two uh, men, and I began to ask them about service time of the church, and they they told me the times of the ch- of services. 
Well, I began attending uh, Sunday school. I hadn't given my life to Christ. I began attending Sunday school, but I was still living that old lifestyle. Mm. And uh, one Sunday morning, after being out uh, uh, doing my thing at, on Saturday night, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't hungover, but I had the smell of uh, alcohol in my breath. My Sunday school teacher was a Marine major, and I'd never in my life seen a Marine who was a Christian, much less a Marine major. Mm. Well, I was uh, in his Sunday school class, and uh, although I wasn't hungover, I had to smell the alcohol on my breath. At the end of the class, uh, the major put his arm around my shoulder, and he said, Jim, we as Southern Baptists don't believe in drinking. And that's all he said, but it made me feel very small. Mm. Well, I continued on, and a week or so later, at Sunday morning service, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, and uh, at the end of the service, I walked the aisle. And with tears running down my face, I grabbed Brother Elton's hand and told him, I want to know Jesus. Amen. Well, he took me in and, and uh, introduced me to the church. And the following week, he met with me and counseled with me before baptism. Now, he asked me if I wanted to wait till I got home to be baptized. I said, no. I said, I was saved in this church, and I want to be baptized in this church. Mm. So at any rate, uh, he uh, shared a uh, modern New Testament with me, and he highlighted uh, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, which talks about the temptations of this life. And it tells us no one is tempted beyond what uh, he could control. Anyway, at uh, the following Sunday, uh, I was baptized in the in the, the church, and I began living the lifestyle that that uh, God intended for me to live. Mm. I rotated back to the states a few months later, and. Uh, I began serving in a local church here in uh, Albany, Georgia, and uh, I've been striving to serve the Lord ever since. Well, the first year after I came back, I was still on active duty, and a retired uh, Marine uh, by the name of Bo Hood was a Sunday school director, and he asked me if I wanted to teach Sunday school, if I would be willing to teach uh, 11th and 12th grade boys. And I had no idea of what I was getting into. Uh, of course, when you're teaching 11th and 12th grade boys, there's not a lot of teaching going on because it's hard to keep their attention. Well, I struggled through that for a couple of years, and finally God promoted me to an adult class. And I've been teaching the adults in Sunday school uh, ever since that day. That was back in 1977. Uh, and... Uh, I've been tremendously blessed. Now, I didn't immediately uh, begin to uh, do everything right. I, I didn't know what the Bible had in store for me, and I made a lot of mistakes. And, uh, of course, I knew that uh, the good Lord would forgive me. If I made those mistakes, mm. but anyway, he's been with me through all of the years, and I've tried to serve him uh, faithfully. 
uh, it, to the best of my ability with his help. And uh, that's my testimony. Uh, I'm still growing in Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm reaching 85 years old now, and uh, he's still using me. Amen. And uh, I pray that uh, I'll be available to, to the Lord uh, as long as there's breath in this body. Uh, Brother Hudson, I thank you for letting me uh, share this. Yeah, well, I've got a couple questions for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, so um, the the, uh, the church that you attended on Okinawa, that was led by uh, foreign, missionary, foreign mission board missionaries at that time, now the International Mission Board, right? It, it was Southern Baptist Missionary Church. Right. And uh, so that's that's uh, I wanted our listeners to be able to hear that uh, when they support our missions offerings, uh, and I'm sure you are very supportive of our missions offerings, um, that uh, these are the kind of results that we can hope that the Lord continues to provide. And you gave your heart to Christ in 1975. Um, which was a, a banner year for Southern Baptists as far as baptisms go. But I want you to know that it reached, it was a global thing. It wasn't just what was happening in the United States. And so now, uh, Jim not only serves his church uh, here in our, our Mallory Association, but he also helps with the Gideons International. Uh, how long have you been a part of Gideons? I joined the Gideons in 1995, and I began speaking in churches for the Gideons in uh, that same year. Wow. And uh, I actually... Uh, uh, I've spent a lot of time away from my church, uh, especially in the spring and in the fall, uh, going to different churches throughout the state and, and speaking on behalf of the Giddens International. Hey, I know that uh, sometimes it's hard to find training for all the different areas of the volunteers of your church. Also know that there are some areas where it is vitally important that you get that training. And one of those areas is in the areas of church finance. And I'm really excited about the fact that the Georgia Baptist Foundation is coming to Sherwood Baptist Church on April 27th to hold their Church Financial Conference 2023 uh, in that, you're going to discover creative giving solutions for your church members, um, budgeting strategies, pastor compensation recommendations that demonstrate the value of pastoral ministries, and practical guidance for navigating financial and tax matters in a way that is above reproach. And so I want to encourage you to go on the Georgia Baptist Foundation website, that's gbfoundation.org, and sign up for the church conference, the church financial conference 2023 that's in your area. And if you're in Southwest Georgia, that's going to be at Sherwood Baptist Church on April 27th. That's a Thursday. And so I hope that you can make time to be there for that. And now back to our interview. And then when you got home from Okinawa uh, to your family, how did your wife respond to that? Well, life was not all that easy. Uh, we, had, just like most uh, families with children, we we were struggling. Sure. And but uh, she was very receptive to the fact that I was now a born again Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, like I say, I tended to bring her down before. Now, let me share an experience. 
that uh, we had. We were stationed in California, and we were attended. I would go to church with her. I wasn't a Christian, but we were attending uh, Vista Baptist Church in uh, in California, and uh, I was still living. I was living that lifestyle, but. Uh, we had a Sunday school building that was in need of a roof, and uh, our Sunday school class, uh, being the uh, adult class, uh, decided to put the roof on the church. So we did this on a Saturday. Well, we finished uh, fairly early in the afternoon, and I went home and I proceeded to uh, drink beer and watch football games on TV. And uh, as it turned out, I drank a little bit more than I should have. So Sunday morning, I was hungover and could not go to church. Mm. Well, the Sunday school teacher come to visit me on Monday. And he thought in his mind that I had gotten sick working on the roof of the Sunday school building. Mm. And he came to apologize. And, of course, he made me feel like uh, maybe like a snake's belly. Mm. Uh, and... I really, I really was uh, ashamed of what I had done. I never did tell him that I that he didn't make me sick. Right. I never did tell him that I'd gotten drunk the night before. Uh, but I, I, on the other hand, I never, I didn't make a change in my lifestyle at that time either. So these are some of the experiences I put my wife through uh, while we were, you know, while we were married before we became a Christian. Uh, life became much better uh, when I came back uh, from Okinawa as a Christian. Uh, we still had our struggles. Uh, had, uh, you know, the normal family problems that uh, families have. But uh, life was much, much better as, as a Christian. Amen. Now, uh, just as a, uh, a side note, because I, I love this part too, uh, Brother Jim, how many children did you and your wife have? We have three children, yeah. two, uh, two girls and a boy. And how many grands? Uh, nine grandchildren. And how many great-grands? Twenty-three. Wow. And uh, your wife has is, is gone on to be with the Lord. She, uh, she passed away in August of 2014. But uh, her legacy and his legacy uh, continues on, and uh, we're just we're grateful for lay people like Brother Jim and uh, I want you, Pastor, to know that uh, you may have the next Jim Urie in your church. And if you do, you need to you need to treat him well because uh, he is a blessing uh, to our churches. He's a blessing to uh, Gideon's International. He's a blessing to our association. And uh, I just I wish we could have a Jim Urie in every one of our churches, and that you would experience that. He uh, he not only teaches Sunday school, he also gets up and does the 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 dreaded announcements most Sundays at his church. Um, he, uh, he, he's always helpful as far as uh, the public speaking part of the church and probably fills in for his pastor on occasion on a Wednesday night, I'm guessing. Um, and uh, he's a part of our prayer team here at the Mallory Association. So just, uh, just know, Pastor, that uh, your, invest in, your investment in uh, that young person, your investment in that person who... Uh, uh, maybe is, is, has got a struggle, struggle with alcohol like Brother Jim did. Um, one day, God may very well uh, make the change in that person's life uh, that will, will lead him to be the kind of person uh, that uh, you can say, I'm, I'm so glad that God used me. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Pastor Gray has gone on to be with the Lord. 
Have you kept up with Pastor Gray at all? I've seen him one time since I went back to Okinawa in the uh, 1980s, mm-hmm. and uh, he was still there at that time. I have no idea where he's at now. Yeah, but uh, anyhow, we're grateful for his witness uh, to Brother Jim, and, and what a blessing um, Brother Gray was uh, to, to share Christ with him, and uh, and because of that has been a blessing to so many churches uh, and so that's what you can do, Pastor. So thank you. Thank you for being with us today, Brother Jim. Thank you for your testimony. I hope that it encourages you, Pastor, uh, as you are trying to pray about uh, Annie Armstrong and Lottie Moon and other offerings, but also just in general, you yourself spending the time that you do with people uh, in the ins and outs and the ups and downs, knowing that uh, God is still in control and he can do an amazing work uh, if if uh, if we will continue to serve him. What a great interview, and we hope to hear from you and see you next time.